You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. Ready. All right, then. On with the show. Welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, basically anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all those fun things. Just look up the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction. Guaranteed, you will find us somewhere. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie, and sitting across from me today is Paul. Paul, how are you? I'm doing all right, Ronnie. How are you? Doing great. Can't wait to dive right into this. Are you sure? I am. All right. So we are fresh out of the movie theater from seeing Shazam. Fury of the Gods. I know. I was waiting to see if I changed. No, 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 no. Don't do that in my house, please. <laughs> Can't afford the lightning damage. But before we go into our thoughts for Shazam, we're just going to go over like a quick little backstory of the first movie, you know, kind of what happened. So basically, Billy Batson gets his powers. Has one of the greatest montages of learning how to use his powers mm-hmm. in it. I think basically the end of the movie, you have Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, who's like the big bad in it. And, and he loses and gets locked up. Yep. Yep. And that, then, was, that was Shazam, and that's really all we're going to talk about for, the, for Shazam? I mean, he also gives his power to his family. So the first Shazam <laughs> came out, and uh, it came out back in what, 2019. Yeah. So it's been about four years, and it did well enough on a budget of 90 million. It made 90 to 100 million. It made 366 for a character that was not in the common lexicon. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Great for a DC film. And what what were your thoughts on the first Shazam? I thought it was I thought it was good. Didn't like blow me away, but I had a great time. It was a fun movie. I was excited when. It was announced they were going to make a sequel because of how much fun I did have watching the first one. Yes. What about you? I really enjoy the first one. It was different for DC. It still had some of the darker tones that we were kind of expecting, but it was much more lighthearted. And you had a director, uh, I think David Sandberg is his name, I yeah. say, is the director. He directed both of these films. And he's got more of a, a horror background. Mm-hmm. And you could see it in both of these movies not to give anything away for the second one but you could see the horror elements of especially in the first movie where there's a whole scene and spoilers for the first movie (laughs) there's a whole scene where like the deadly sins like rip apart the board yeah and it is like violent yeah and there were scenes like that that pushed the pg-13 rating i mean the first shazam was basically big meets superheroes that that's really how it was marketed to the point where they even did the keyboard in in one scene (laughs) That movie had no business being as good as it was, mm-hmm. and I, we had gripes, I think, if memory serves correct. I think yeah. we probably average around like a three and a half, four in the studio, but it was a good time, and Zachary Levi, he nailed it. Yeah. He is the definitive man-boy, or mm-hmm. boy, man-child, man-child, I believe is the, the more common <laughs> phrase, but... You know, like you had him facing off against Dr. Savannah at the same time, Black Adam was still in the works, mm-hmm. and obviously we've seen where where that happened and the Mm. thing about the first shazam was it was very loose in the dc continuity yeah like they made a lot of references but in all honesty looking back at the first shazam it could have been its own thing in in a dc universe it probably would have been the easiest for them to transition into this new dcu without too much headache yeah like in that first movie there's merchandise like superhero stuff like all that which i find interesting because in all honesty if superheroes were real, and we did a whole episode about yep. what the world would be like with real life superpowers, that's how it would be. You know, it would be 
merchandising and yeah. trademarking and branding. I think in the death of Superman comic books, when Superman came back, apparently Superboy had already trademarked the name Superman. Mm. So <laughs> he, they tried to sue him for it. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to have a talk with that kid. Don't worry. But like stuff <laughs> like that would happen. And yeah. even more in like today's – what was the uh, – in the first movie, he had like the the replica batarang, and then yeah. he had the bullet that bounced bullet. off Superman, yep. authenticated, and all that stuff. And of course, you had a, the cameo, quote unquote, cameo of Superman at the end. Yes, which cool, but still so disappointing. Yeah, you didn't get to see a face in that one. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't matter if Henry Cavill cameos in your movie. Apparently, yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely dug the first one, and for me, it's it still holds up. I could still, if it's on, I'll put it oh, on. Yeah. And I think it benefited from the Christmas motif yeah. especially with the, all the family stuff and all that yep. so I, I i dug the first one yeah you know so basically that's kind of where that movie leaves off and where this movie kind of like picks up it doesn't actually say what how far how long after the first one but this one yeah two years oh it did say two it years d- it said yeah two so years. i paid attention to that yeah. But I was gonna say it was probably a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, but apparently a lot's happened in two years because we're I believe yeah. I guess Black Adam happens in the interim. Yeah, I I mean I would assume so, based off of the end credit scene. I mean it has to be modern ish. Yeah, because I mean, so let let's talk about Black Adam really quick because Black yeah. Adam is considered to be. Shazam or Captain Marvel, as he was originally known, his his main antagonist. Yes, and in more recent years, he's become that antihero that we saw in Black Adam. If memory serves correct, we enjoyed Black Adam enough. It yeah. didn't blow us away. I, I haven't. I know it's on HBO Max. I haven't watched it since. I haven't either. I've seen clips and stuff like that, and some of the stuff that you know I really did enjoy. But yeah. for me, especially with all the hype, and, and it's weird because it's like watching Swamp Thing. I wanted to watch Swamp Thing, and then they canceled it immediately. So I was like, why am I going to watch what? 12 episodes of a show that I know is just done? Yeah. And now, ironically enough, it's getting revitalized in this <laughs> this new DCU. Yeah. But for me, you, when you think about Black Adam, like this is – we were building up to Black Adam versus Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. And now I don't think we're ever going to get it. I don't think so either. You know, and now Dwayne Johnson's been taking some shots at you know James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Not my not my game, not my quarterback or whatever. Yeah, you got Ben Affleck saying he'd never come direct. Yeah. Uh, just for, he's and he, but he was like, I won't direct for James Gunn, but like I have nothing against him. It's yeah. just not where he did an interview recently about everything that happened on Justice League. I like how they're yeah. all kind of talking about it a little bit more mm-hmm. now that Joss Whedon doesn't have his clout. Yeah, per se, because that was a big thing. He literally said to Gal Gadot that he'd ruin her career. Yeah. But so now they're they're doing a lot more talking about it. Now apparently, speaking of which, there is apparently something coming. I don't know if you heard about this, Ronnie, but Zack Snyder posted a message from Darkseid and mm-hmm. three dates, April twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. Yeah. So there are rumors of probably a theatrical release of, of the film of some of his films, you know, like yeah. Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and then possibly even Zack Snyder's Justice League in theaters. Or something different. But yeah. there's there's a big clamoring for him to get to f- continue his DC stuff on Netflix. Yeah, I think it might be in James Gunn and DC's interest to look at alternative storyline telling. Yeah, right. Superman and Lois just came back for season three. Gotham Knights just started on the CW, and uh, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Like I, I did a review on it on our website, yeah. themisfitfaction.com. So check it out. Like hear my thoughts because I'm not gonna get into it. But I'm gonna give the show a fair shake and and try and tough yeah. it out. But oh my god, it was rough. So 
It would be in DC, especially now all the CW shows are going. Flash yeah. is on its last season. Um, Batwoman's gone. Black Lightning's gone. Obviously, Arrow's gone. Legends of Tomorrow. So for Superman and Lois to be the, the last one standing, are they? I wonder if they're still doing that uh, that superhero university with John Diggle. I mean, I, I haven't heard I, much. I haven't heard anything. I at this point, why? You yeah, know, yeah. There's no point at, at this point. Just either do it, but make sure it's not CW. Put it on HBO Max. I feel, but like the problem is they also canceled Young Justice. They yeah. canceled Titans. They can't like they're wiping their slate completely clean yeah. and. I, I can see why it's either a fresh reboot or nowadays people can tell different storylines. Like it's it's yeah. fine if you do something. You, you don't have to go the Disney yeah. route where everything and everything is connected. That was the benefit yeah. of of Flash and Arrow. Like you didn't have to watch five movies to know what was going on. Yeah. Even Arrow, you could have watched without watched like maybe like just a couple of the crossover episodes, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. But I think there's no reason that they shouldn't have. Some sort of even just a finishing of James of Zack Snyder's universe. Yeah, I think something really could come from it, but we'll see what happens when the Flash comes out. Yeah, yeah. which is a movie that and Aquaman. Yeah, I think no one's too excited for Flash. I think a lot of people are more excited to see Mike Michael Keaton. Yeah, and that's about it. Well, I, I'm excited that they reshot the ending supposedly. Yeah, because the ending was rough, mm. and I hate or the the. Spoilers came out about how the Flash movie was supposed to end, mm-hmm. and I, I hated it. Yeah. I, I hated reading it because as, as I read it, I was like, this is what they're going to do. Yeah. It made sense, especially considering Batwoman was, was going on, mm-hmm. and then Batwoman gets scrapped. And then suddenly, talks of reshoots, because they, they did do reshoots because people were pissed that they brought Ezra Miller in to do reshoots yeah. in the midst of all this controversy that he was yep. in. What? No, I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what they did for this film. If they if they changed anything or if they they did reshoots to kind of accommodate. Do you think we're gonna have anything come from this? No. Oh. I, I mean, I don't think so. Just because it is DC. Oh. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it, we need to have some sort of universe changing thing at the end of Flash. Yeah. You know, because I mean. There's no one returning except for Aquaman's the only Aquaman, movie coming after, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you got Gal Gadot. There's n- no news on that front about like a movie. Is you know Gal Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever her name is. You know, is she still Wonder Woman? Like, there's yeah, no that was a big thing too. You know, apparently because so. again, we go back to this Flash movie because there's so many rumors and speculations. There was first report said that. Her, Henry Cavill, Superman, Ben Affleck, they were all going to be in it. Th- yeah. That was the, the rumor. And then it turned into, well, Cavill and Gadot got cut. But now they're saying that Gal Gadot didn't get caught. Yeah. Cut, got, Gadot. Gadot got? Cavill. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's going to be... It's going to be really interesting to see yeah. what what fin- we won't know until we finally sit down and watch it. But apparently, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck says it's the best version of Batman he's ever done. Interesting. Uh, he, right. Like he claims that he's only in the fi- he says that in the five minutes that I'm in the film, which could be totally conjecture, yeah. it's the best that I've ever done. I finally got the character, mm. and I'm curious to see what that yeah. means. And we'll talk about that when we talk some spoilers, because apparently there were some potential spoilers yep. uh, of cameos mm-hmm. in this film. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's just such a weird 
weird time to be a DC fan because yeah. you have Peacemaker season two still happening supposedly. Yeah, and that's in the continuity. So the best thing that they could do is when Flash comes out, like could they do a completely clean break and and reset everything completely? Sure. Yeah, I have a feeling that they're going to be keeping some of these actors and actresses, and they're just not going to know what happened. Like the kind of like how at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah, like the worlds merged, and yep. they were the only ones that remembered. Nobody else did. Yeah, so I could see Barry Allen coming back after Flashpoint and encountering. Well, that's you know Batman Bruce Wayne, but that's not that person. Like, yeah, I, I I'd be fine with that. You know, yeah. keep, keep your Peacemaker again and see. That's another example of how they could still do HBO Max stuff on the yeah. side. But what do I know? Nothing. I'm just a <laughs> handsome podcaster. Yeah, right? Yep. All right. But before we go into our spoilers for the movie that we just watched, which was Shazam. Wow. Words are tough for us today. Huh? Especially considering how many times I said it in the film. Yeah, right. Let's go through our non spoiler review. So just a quick couple sentence or so. A little review for the folks that have not seen it yet, that are maybe on the fence about seeing it. Okay. Why don't you go first there? All right. Buddy boy. So for me, again, I really, really enjoyed the first movie, and I will always be a staunch DC defender. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Normally, we try not to do reviews right after we walk out of the theater because we tend to still be riding like the coattails a little bit. But just in the – like our car ride was dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> we drove back together and we just – we ba- I barely said a word. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like sitting there and I'm like – and I'm breaking down the film in my head. I'm like, yeah. all right, what are the themes? What are the things I liked? What are the things I didn't like? And I'm finding way more good than than bad. Like you took the first movie which had a theme of you know finding my mother. That's what I need to do and like yeah. I don't need these people. Now suddenly it's flipped on its head and that's not mm-hmm. spoiling, anything, spoiling anything. It's just no. – um, the themes of the film and this film has a very different theme it has a very different feel and it had some really nice moments yes. like uh, the first one did too like some of those strong family yeah. moments this one did also and you know ronnie and i both have siblings and we we've grown up and grown apart it happens yeah. and this movie kind of tackles that and that idea and i think they do overall a good job i would see i would watch this movie again yeah yeah i, I agree with you there was gonna be a boring podcast yeah this was better than i thought i I feel like with DC, usually the second movie is usually like a lot worse than the first movie for DC. Typically, I'm, I'm trying uh, to think. Yeah, I'm I'm going through all of them in my I head. I mean, like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman '84 is just bad. Yeah, that is a. I find that's more Patty Jenkins than anything else. Yeah. But yeah, Wonder Woman '84 is bad. <laughs> you know, so like in my ha- in going into this, I was like, all right, it's DC. It's a sequel. It's not going to be as good, but. Again, this is a solid, good movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend to go see it. I'm not spoiling, you know, my Star City rating for later. But. I was about to say, we only do out of five. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go see this if you're on the fence, you know, and then make sure you stay for the mid and the end credit scenes. But yeah, the, the theme in this is very similar to other franchises, which is actually quoted in this movie. So, it's, you know, the theme is... They they got away with a lot yeah. of a lot of references. I there was one there's one reference that they make in the very and it's during the mid credit scene and I don't want to mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to spoil it even in the spoiler section I might not yeah. even mention it but it is right up there with the Lego Batman movie yep. when the computer's like what's your password Iron Man sucks. sucks like yep. it is it's up there with it yeah. in terms of just cheekiness and yep. I was like wow and I find that Shazam works best 
in that comedy role, mm-hmm. but it's such a disappointment that we're, we're never going to see him along like Superman, yeah. Batman. Like I would love to see Shazam and Batman mm-hmm. interact. In Young Justice, yeah. you, did you watch any of Young Justice? Yes. All right, so in the first season, there's a great episode where they're trying to pick out characters or superheroes to fill the ranks of the league. Yeah. And they bring up, you know, what what's the age criteria? Like, you know, we got Robin, who's 13, and, and Miss Miss Martian, who is 14 yeah. or whatever, but she's really only, she's actually 108. Yeah. And they bring up Captain Marvel, because that's what they called him, because they had just found out that he was actually a child. Yeah. And he's like, why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> and Bat, and they're all like, well, you didn't tell us, and a lie of omission still a lie. Like, nobody on the league knew. And Batman just... Chimes in, he's like, well, first he defends Shazam. They wanted him to leave. Yeah. Well, they talked about it. He's like, nope, he's a member of the league. He gets to stay until voted out. Yeah. And Which is why I, it's like a version of Batman I really like, where he's got kind of like that the gruff father yeah. figure. But they go, well, nobody knew. And Batman's like, I did. Yeah. And they're like, well, of course you wouldn't have a problem with it. You, you know, recruited Robin at the age of nine. Yeah. And he, he says a great line. He goes, Robin needed to find justice for the death of his parents. And Wonder Woman calls him out like, so he'll turn, up, so he'll turn out like you. Yeah. And Batman says, no, so he won't. Yeah. And it's a great line. It's just yes. such an incredible line. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> because there's been a lot of a lot more recently about Batman's codependence on, on sidekicks. Titans yeah. did a great job yep. where after Jason dies in season two – he goes into like a frenzy That's trying like, to find a new Robin, yeah. like panicking to the point where he, he grabs Nightwing. He's like, do you want to be Robin again? You can be yeah. Robin again. And it's just like like he's breaking down. Yeah. So, so much to offer, and yet we still, <laughs> yeah, you know, here we are. But yeah, so before we go into, into depth with our review on Shazam! Fury of the Gods, we're going to take a quick break. But again, when we come back, we're going to go right into Shazam! Fury of Gods. Hey guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network but also grow our brands and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction all right welcome back everyone we're gonna jump right into our conversation about shazam fury of the gods so this takes place two years after the first movie spoilers spoilers everybody spoilers well they already know i said that yeah because i told you no what oh the two years thing oh (laughs) i thought you meant like give them the spoiler warning i was like no they already know we said it yeah, commercial break with yes. a spoiler warning. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but basically, to summarize this, this is all about Billy Batson wanting his family to be more like a family when it comes to fighting crime. He's trying to keep them all together. Yeah. Because they say that he's, he's turning 18, so he's yeah. aging out of the foster program. We do find out that Mary aged out, doing, and instead of going to college, she stayed to be part of the Shazamily, yeah, yeah Shazamily. That's going to be the phrase that apparently yeah. is being used. Mm-hmm. So in the Marvel family, also, yeah. But 
we find out though that let's let's start the movie off with so when they first the movie opens up with that scene of of Greece and yes. I was like oh no not a flashback yeah it turned out to be much, that was a disturbing scene yeah yeah this is one <laughs> of the few times where armies of CGI monsters actually really works especially yep. the ending battle mm-hmm. but it it's the, the daughters of Atlas they come in and they are they don't mess around no. like it's let's well let's mention the cast then we got Helen Mirren as I'm never going to be able to pronounce these names. You can Hespera. And then you have Lucy yep. Liu as, where is Calypso. she? Calypso. Calypso. Yeah, yes. that one's easier. And then we have, we find out, again, spoilers, Rachel Zegler as Anthea slash Anne. Yeah. And Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, because that's what I'm going to call them, yep. <laughs> decide that, you know, they, they capture the magic or the, the, staff, the staff of the wizard Shazam. Yes. So it's interesting. It's I, I'm so glad they finally addressed what his name is. Yeah. Because he said what his name was in the first movie. He said his name was Shazam. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> but the uh, we'll get to the ending. But yeah. Are we going to go beat by beat, you think? Or you want to just talk about favorite scenes? Or? We'll go beat by beat. So after they massacre the entire museum. Yeah. Turn them all. Why didn't they just start with the stone? I feel like that would have been nicer. Yeah. I don't. I like. Why not just turn everybody to stone first? Turn everybody to stone. Take what you got to take and go. Yeah. So they explain that that staff is what what was keeping everybody imprisoned and keeping yeah. their powers away from them. And it is exactly what it was in the last movie. It steals powers. Yeah. Which is weird because Billy gets hit with it a few times by Doctor Silvana, and he never loses his powers. Yeah. I I wonder if it's got something to do with you have to be like a god, maybe. Maybe it was set to Wumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That probably would explain it. Or you just Savannah didn't know how to use it. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh, we cut back to Billy at the pediatrician's office. Apparently, the the doll from the or Annabelle the doll is on the is on display there. She was in the first movie too. I think either a writer or a producer or somebody was was involved with that project. Yeah, she was in the the thrift shop in the uh, first one that he that he traps the cops in. So. One of the things that I really did enjoy, though, is they're terrible superheroes. Yes. Like, yes, they saved every person on that bridge. And I actually really enjoyed how it's like, all right, now to save this bridge. And it cuts to the news report if it yep. just collapsed. Because <laughs> that's always one of my things in superhero movies. I think we talked about it a little bit at some point. We talked about yeah. it with uh, why superpowers would suck, probably. Where Supergirl tries to blow out a fire, but she ends up making it spread because of the oxygen. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what to do then. Yeah. So I like seeing stuff like this where the heroes, mm-hmm. they're they're much more experienced than they were in the first movie. Yeah. But don't forget, in the first movie, he only saves like four people. Yeah. And then the ending battle, which you know, I you can argue he saves yeah. a few more. <laughs> but I don't know. Like it, it was, it's just something for me because also they never specifically say it, but they kind of allude to it in this film. Each member of the Shazamily. One of their powers is better than the others. Yeah. So, like, for Mary, she's way smarter. And they address mm-hmm. that a few times. Like, she has the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah. For Freddy, he flies better. Mm-hmm. That's why he was able to fly right away in the previous movie. Darla's yeah. the fastest. Pedro is the strongest. Eugene has the best lightning. And then Billy is just kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah. Because he's, like, the Shazam of them. Yeah. So... I really did enjoy it. Like it sets the tone. It kind of shows that they're still they're still new to the game, but they're mm-hmm. all still and you know it's it's it sets the mood, yeah. especially between Billy and Freddie. Yes, yeah, no, it's good because you see the struggle and you see them address the 
chaos that comes from superheroes when they're saving things and everything gets destroyed. Yes, people are alive, but everything gets destroyed. And then what? Who pays for that? You know, kind of thing. And I'll tell you who, the American taxpayer. Yeah, right? <laughs> that vigilante Spider-Man's a menace. <laughs> All right there. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah, I did. I know you did. <laughs> you want to go work for the Daily Bugle now? I would love to. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I, I like how they address it because, again, that never really gets addressed in movies. Yeah, not. Know? It took almost like 12 Marvel movies for them to really address it exactly. with the Sokovia Accords. Yeah. They do so. It's funny because in Batman vs Superman, they address it in terms of just saying that everything's abandoned. That's abandoned. Yeah. Don't worry, it's abandoned. <laughs> the port is abandoned. Yeah, right. So you know, and and it's good because, and it, and it shows the struggle too because they have their little meetings at the Rock, you know, and they're the Rock of Eternity that they've yeah. picked out, <laughs> you know, and they're like like all right, this is our game plan. This is what we need to work on. Like, and, and it shows like, all right, just because you have superpowers doesn't mean like you know what to do right away. Is you it know. is it weird that they're that they're there in their superhero forms? Yeah, I mean, a, a throwaway line like "Oh, we could travel through any door, but we have to be like this to do it" would have gone a long way. Yeah, I mean, it could just be one of those. All right, we saved it. Now back to the Batcave. Yeah, and you're in uniform, you know. So which I don't mind, but no. I find it very strange that what's the kid's name? Asher? No, which one? Yeah, Asher Angel, who plays Billy Batson. Oh, yes, he got second billing in this film. Mm-hmm. He's barely in it. Yeah. He, it is way more Zachary Levi than... than at, oh, yeah. Very much the opposite of the previous movie, where he spent a lot of time as, as young Billy. Yeah. Which, again, I, I would also argue it's because kid got older. Yeah. Like, he's 18 in this movie. Yeah. I, they, a lot of them are in their Zam form. For way more often. Way more often, with the exception of Freddy. And also Mary, arguably, because it's the same actress this time. Yeah, well, yeah. True. Oh, Mary but, Marvel. <laughs> she could save uh-huh. me any day. Yeah, I know, right? But, but yeah, now Freddy's in this because Freddy's kind of like the main focus in this movie. You know, you know, when we get kind of introduced to them and everything, you know, he's getting bullied. He stands up for the new girl in this. Yo, can we still talk about how vicious those bullies are? The yeah. first movie, they tried to kill him, straight yeah. up murder him. Yep. And in this movie, they're still they're still beating up a crippled kid. Like, yeah. And then the teacher walks up, and I was like, cool, the teacher, Deidre Bader, I like him. Yeah. He voices Batman on Harley Quinn, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. And he just kind of tells them to shove off. Like, they didn't get in any trouble. Yeah. And so, But I still like that scene. And we'll talk about Deidre Bader, because that was one of the saddest. That was a sad scene, what they yeah. did to him. And and vicious. And yeah. like, say what you will, what's his name? Jack Dylan Grazier is the kid who plays yeah. Freddy. He he sells it this this movie. He he oh, gets yeah. to show his chops a little bit more, and I think he's gonna be a really good actor. Yeah, like, like he already is, but I think he's he's gonna find. He's he's gonna be in it for a, a while. Yeah, I, and he's only gonna get better, which yeah. is great. But yeah, you know, so he's still getting picked on. He stands up for the new girl and Rachel be, Zegler. Yeah, played our uh, played Maria. In West Side Story, that was her mm-hmm. her most recent claim to fame. But yeah. I'll say it; she she she's very attractive. Yeah, I'll I'll say it. Get out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> but I think she does a great job in this movie too. Like she yeah. was she was good in West Side Story. Yeah, but she she kills it in this one. Twenty one years old, like she's young. Yeah. Wow, all these all these kids. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they are. I know. In the movie, I the kids. Know. Right? You don't want to have like a 30-year-old playing a 15-year-old. I, uh, what? <laughs> Why would they ever do that? Yeah, right? Now, do you think that they sent her there specifically for Freddy because he was the superhero kid? 
I think so because they again they never say it. They they don't, but like you this, kind of like assume that. In all honesty, Steve the Pen should have written this script. Yeah, because there there are some holes in it. Yes, there are. Yeah, the, the, there's quite a few things that you kind of gotta be like, oh, maybe that's because of this or whatever. And this is one of those things. It's like, well, she's young looking, so send her to the high school because they know this is. The how superhero know, kid, yeah. How do they know it's a superhero kid? But it is the superhero kid because I mean, she even said she goes, "Oh, you're the one that's friends with the superheroes." Yeah, you know. So somehow they knew that. I mean, they're not from this. The internet. Round, yeah, right. Remember, Freddie had a YouTube channel in the first movie, and he posted all the videos of Captain Sparkle Fingers. Yes, Thundercrack. Do you think that these three gods? I I don't know how know. to use the internet. No. I don't know what the gods can do. In all honesty, they're from I'm a different sorry. realm too. But you're from a different realm. I wish. I know. <laughs> I'd have powers now. But so I'm I'm assuming somehow they knew he was the friends of superheroes somehow so. some way. So I mean, why not send your eight thousand year old sister that looks, that looks like she's like 18. 17, yep, 18 yep. years old? You know. Yep. But that's kind of like where things get started off is with that and. The sisters getting the staff. And we also find out that Shazam is alive. Yes. That he just could not handle, like his body couldn't handle the strain of being on the mortal plane anymore. So he went back to the deity realm. Yes. Okay. Silly, (laughs) silly explanation. They they could have done better. Yeah. Especially at the end of the movie when he's like, I'm going to adventure around your planet. Oh, so now you're fine. Yeah. I got an Uber. All (laughs) right. right. We'll make it a joke. It's fine. (laughs) But... So basically, the the plot is the sisters of or daughters of Atlas are trying to get the staff, and they are trying to get the apple or the seed of life. So, yeah. Now this is where it gets interesting because they they capture Freddy and they have him and Shazam held captive. I'm kind of we don't need to go plot by plot this no. that thoroughly, but I found it very interesting that they all had a different goal. Yeah. And Helen Mirren does a great job playing Hespera. Yep. She's like the elder, the leader, and she doesn't want to kill humanity. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was going to be like that at first. Yeah. But then we find out that her plan is just to revitalize their 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 realm. Yeah. Like, she, she just oh. wants that to go and then go back to their realm. And, and just plant, this, plant the seed plant there and, so and build it back up. Okay, yes. cool. Like, there's no reason why. It's, unfortunately, Freddy ruins it. Yeah. Freddy, ru- Freddy actually ruins it. Yeah. It's because of Freddy that we get, like... The battle scene, yeah. basically. Well, it's because she was like, "All right, go put that in there." And Freddie tries to steal, it, and they're like, "And Lucy Lou's like, see, humans are bad. Yeah, I'm gonna take over now." And she does. Yeah. And killing Her- Helen Mirren was was rough. Yeah. Again, viciously violent. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, so with the dragon, because I forget what the dragon's name was. Phil. Jeff. It was Jeff. What? It's not Jeff. I'm no. kidding. I'm pretty sure it started with an L. Yeah, something like that. But like you hear her like giving commands to the dragon. Yeah. But then when it came to kill Helen Mirren's character, it just did it. So like I like uh-huh. confusing there too. You know, it's like why did did the dragon kill her? Because the dragon wanted to take over the world too. Like <laughs> I did like the uh, the dragon like the fear thing. Yes. At first, I was like, "Well, why isn't everybody just cowering in front of it?" And then I then I realized that it has to like it's a special ability for it to use. Yeah, it's got to like focus in on its target. Laden. Yes. Laden the dragon. Ah, see, I told you it started with an L. You were right. Look at me go. I know. 
But I did like, and then the scene of Freddy like fighting through that to get to to Anne yeah. was really. I really liked it, and then them just yelling. They had good chemistry. I think they really yeah. worked well together. He showed like his his, it's not his power because he was he had powerless both times, but like. You know, like that strong will that he has. Like, oh, the, there was the, two times that that uh, mind Lucy scene. Lou said, "Like, wow, he's he's stronger than we thought," or you know, whoever said that. It, but. That torture scene was rough. Yeah, because like, you you saw her use that ability on other people. Yeah, and they just kind of were like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, like, Diedrich Bader actually walks off a roof. Like, yeah, there is nothing more powerful than a human's will to survive. Yeah, but Freddie, not he resists it, yeah. and he never gives it up. Mm-hmm. He was about to though, but the the bird thing came in. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Watching listening to Helen Mirren read that letter was the funniest thing. Yes, <laughs> but going back to Freddie, like he, what does he say? He goes, "Destiny's Child said it did it better." Yes, because she keeps saying, "Say the <laughs> name, say the <laughs> name, say the name," <laughs> and just it, yeah, it looked so painful, and he yeah. sold it. Yeah, and it's it's hard because like for those things, you're standing on a green screen, mm-hmm. you're surrounded by, and in his case, he's surrounded by a ton of seasoned, really good actors and yeah. actresses. And there's no visual effects. Like these are all added in post, like yeah. at the eyes, and they're basically like, "All right, so you have to scream like you're dying." All right, I and got look this. Look like you're in pain and start crying. And <laughs> yeah, this movie did a lot of expectation subversion. Like when they get to the end of the maze, they turn around, they go try and help. Still, yeah, Lucy Liu turning into the actual bad guy as opposed to Helen Mirren. Yep, and just they they straight up kill Billy. Yeah. I like they, it cuts to the funeral scene. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I knew he wasn't actually dead, but I was like, they they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. I, I, you, I think he even went like, wow. Like, oh, yeah. it, like while we were like watching the movie or whatever. But this, this movie had some like tear, tear jerking moments. Tear like heart, Not some, not the tear jeers. Yeah. And like heart wrenching moments in it too. You know, like when Billy dies and yeah. everything. Like, us sitting there in the theater, we know he's not actually dead, but like just watching everyone would be like, no, you know? Yeah. You know? What was that? It was no. I like it. But no, this this movie definitely was a very good movie. What was one of your favorite things from this movie? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it. When Wonder Woman steps out. Yeah. Uh, it has nothing to do with the Shazam family or anything, <laughs> but uh, that mu- the music, I love Wonder Woman's theme. Yeah. It still always gets me. And. Like they did it, and it was good, and they still have her as a nice blend between this that newer direction that DC movies were going and the older ones. Yeah, and I, she served a purpose. Nice. She was a purposeful cameo. Yeah, and apparently they were going to try. They originally wrote cameos for Batman and Superman too, mm-hmm. where it was going to cameo Superman was going to be a punch in the dome trying to get into it, and Batman was just going to be standing there looking at him, <laughs> which I thought would have been great. Like, yeah. and you could use doubles for that, and it would explain, like, you know, what's the is nobody there to do anything? Yeah, but I the Wonder Woman cameo was probably mm-hmm. one, and I, I like seeing Harcourt at Economos, uh, yeah, again. Yeah. But uh, as far as like, cam- I would put this cameo, the Diana cameo, maybe top five, yeah. And he still asks her out, yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, the confidence great. he brought to the table just mm-hmm. there. I like yeah. their little trick with Wonder Woman. Oh, what is actually? It's actually, it actually Shazam. Actually, was, yeah. Like G- we were like G-Mon sitting host. there. We were, I'm sure everyone was like, "Yes, yes, we're fine. We know it's coming, and it's here." Then, like, it's just oh god, it was G- horrific. Jimon G- uh, Hunsu's face. That was great. Oh god, I'm gonna uh. have nightmares about it. It's terrible. <laughs> that terrible was great. Though. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. Especially because they didn't like just turn the whole body. 
into him like like they left the body the face. Just the face. Oh my god! And it was still better than Darren Cross in Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I, I would say weird weird favorite scene of mine is when they when they show up in the house. And mm-hmm. like you know, Pedro's de- depowered, and they're all powered up, and they yeah. got the, the, and they're trying to explain to the parents. Yeah, and I, I will, op- I will honestly say when they, they do the scene where like we're superheroes, and Pedro goes, "I'm gay." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not laughing at at that concept. We're not no, laughing no, no, at no. him for being no. gay. We're laughing just because it it was funny in the context. And yeah. I, I, but I love their reaction. They all are like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, yeah right. They allude to it in the first movie when mm-hmm. they pop up in the strip club. Yeah, and. He's like, huh, not for me. Yeah. That was the illusion. But like they were not subtle in this movie. Like he's watching baseball because he has a crush on one of the baseball players. Yeah. Like I thought it was actually really – it was handled yeah. well. Oh, and yeah. I like how for him it was the biggest deal for him yeah. to, to say that. Like just I think yeah. we're going to die. I want my family to know. Like I want to be honest with myself. And they're like, dude, we know. Yeah. It's cool. Like we, mm-hmm. we don't care. Yeah. They're and like, the, that's cool, but there's still the dragon. Dragon. <laughs> dragon. But I don't know why it just – it's a scene that stuck with me. Yeah. And we need more scenes like that where it doesn't feel so forced. Yes. And it feels very organic and very mm-hmm. natural. And again, I like seeing characters that have complexities to them, especially with children where yeah. they're – Darla was really cute in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, she was – you know now she's older. Like yeah. it's, it's not as cute. No. But she did, especially when she curses. Well, she does. Oh my curse. god, that was the best. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't actually curse. Yeah, no. Because it, because it, what was it? It was mother. She was gonna say the f. She was gonna drop the f bomb. Yeah, yeah. mother effer. And it was like, and we're gonna get those mother. And then it was like loud noise or whatever. But there were a couple of payoffs that I did like with the unicorns. Unicorns was a unicorns fun payoff, and skittles. Yeah. Yep, it was a good payoff. And then at the end of the movie, when Billy dies, it we kind of get, you know the. Oh my god, I can't think of the word right now because I'm so bad when it comes to English terms. Catharsis. No, but in the beginning, so you when he wakes up and Freddy's not in the room with him because Freddy's fighting crime when he's not supposed to be. Yeah. And that ball of like lightning oh, yeah, pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what, what it happens looks like at yeah. the end. You know, so like there was a lot of those different things that happened. You know, in the movie too, like little payoffs and everything. Now speaking of of payoffs and little nods, do you think it was a nod to Black Adam that his suit? He lost his cape and his suit turned completely black. I think so. I was I was kind of disappointed that they didn't mention it yeah. at all. It would have been great if he came back wearing that suit. Or yeah. it obviously wouldn't have made sense. And, someone, and someone was like, you look like Black Adam. Or no, or, even better, it's just like, oh, this isn't my color. And the wizard just kind of flicks his yeah. and turns back. But... I mean, otherwise, like there, there's some there's some solid scenes in this movie. This, yeah. this movie is is well, it's better put together than the first one. I think the villains made sense at the end, but getting there was a little rough. Like yeah. they seem like just generic people bad. We yeah. we are the better. Yeah, and it just kind of like Doctor Sylvana. I thought always had better motivations. Yeah, you know, just that the opening scene of his father getting paralyzed is mm-hmm. still like holy crap. Yeah, but I don't know. I think this movie was definitely a solid improvement on the last one. Yeah, and, and you know. You you mentioned it before with the director Sandberg about you know like his horror history and stuff like that, and you see it with the monsters that come from the Tree of Life. Oh like yeah, a lion, scorpion, bird, and well, apparently all of those creatures. There is something about them. They're all well, obviously they're yeah. all based on mythology. But it yeah. was like there was a cyclops, a minotaur. Let's yeah. see, the manticore. That's the one you were talking about. Yeah, the unicorns, obviously. Trying to think who what else pops up. The harpies. Yeah. But those are all the ones I remember off the top of my head. That might be all of them though. Yeah. 
But, you know, like, the, the looks of them were terrifying, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's also talk about how we had a cameo from Michael Gray, who played Billy Batson in the yes. 1970s show, wearing the same shirt. Yeah. I didn't realize it was him at first, but then I saw the shirt. I was like, That's, why does that look familiar? And yeah. he says, go get him, Captain Marvel. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I definitely dug that. And yeah. I like when they do stuff like that. They, they had, there was quite a few cameos in the movie. You know, So you had Rizwan Manji, the yeah. guy from Peacemaker was in it, but he wasn't D- playing the character, same. Yeah. Same character. You had also Nat, Nat, Natalia Saffron. She was one of the girls in the car with the kittens. I don't know who that the, is. What's his face from Warner Brothers? Pete Saffron? Oh, oh. Yeah. His wife. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. But, so like like there were there were a couple different cameos and everything, but obviously both of our favorites, you know, was Wonder Woman's cameo because it actually had something to do with it. And and again we got Hardcore and Economos in there, too. But then the post credit scene. Yeah. Dr. Savannah with his iconic Dr. Savannah beard and yeah. Hugo Strange-looking setup. Yep. Terrible, terrible prosthetics, though. The, the, be- oh, the, the mustache was, was rough to look yeah. at. And the return of Mr. Mind. Yeah. So And the sequel that's not going to happen. No. They're, they're not making a sequel to this, I don't think. No. Because at, at the moment, I think it's only me, like... 15 like 12 ish million as yeah, of now 12, 12 million includes that from friday to and saturday yeah uh, today's saturday it's early saturday as of the time of recording but at first it was projected to make anywhere from 30 to 40 and now they're saying that it's probably gonna hit just 30 this weekend this is a weird weekend to release a movie. You had a St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You had movies coming. You had Scream and Creed coming out earlier this month. You have yep. John Wick and Dungeons and Dragons of all things coming out later this month. Mm-hmm. Like it is a tough month to to release a movie, and yeah. unfortunately, DC just doesn't have the same kind of clout to do it at anymore. Nah. I don't think. So yeah. we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. this, and I'm, I'm I'm a little nervous. Well, based off of our Star City ratings, it will probably sway some people to go see this movie you want me to go first you can go first sire three and a half out of five it is well above average it is in no way like a perfect movie it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. and i could i could watch the first movie i could definitely watch this movie so i would say the first one if if this is a 3.5 the first one's probably like a 3.75 like they're they're pretty close for me yeah but what about you i agree you know the 3.5 and slightly above range maybe not a four again it it it's just as good as the first one, maybe slightly better. You know, there's more to this movie than in the first one. There's a lot more character growth and character development in here. Again, we talked about it earlier. Script slash plot had holes at times. Just things that, like, I don't want to think about why this happened. Like, I should, you should tell me, like, if it's a big thing, like, why it happened. Yeah. You know? Like we talked about with Steve Amphina Steve the Pen. and Steve the Pen. You need which... Steve the Pen to write these films. Yeah, right? I mean, Ridiculous. That, that was great. Do you know how many articles I would have if I had Steve the Pen? Right? Infinite articles. Seriously. What's even funnier was Pedro had Steve the Pen writing for him. Yeah. Like he came back and like the, the essay Pride was – Pride and Prejudice still... essay. No, Crime and Punishment. Was it? Oh, Crime and Punishment. Yes, that's right. Because yep. I was like, huh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would tell – Steve the Pen, write me like the best novel ever. Yeah. Okay, Steve the Pen, 500-page novel. Let's go. Hopefully it's actually really good. I mean, he knows everything. He knows what would be good. 
What isn't? But he doesn't get nuance apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently he doesn't get nuance. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, no, I, I'll go three and a half with this. Visually beautiful. The, the visuals were much better in this yes. film. The costumes were much better in this film. Mm-hmm. And so I had a feeling Dr. Savannah was going to cameo going back references to the first film when they do the flashback of him breaking the stick. Yeah. Not only did they reshoot that with their new costumes, which yeah. I was like, continuity. Yeah, right. And with Mary being Mary. But I was like, then they showed Dr. Savannah. I was like, they brought him back just to do that. He's definitely going to be back oh, in yeah. some other capacity. I agree. So. Yeah. Fan feedback Friday? Of course. All right. So this week, what is your opinion on the current state of comic book TV and movies? I did not specify Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. We have we have honestly starting to be over all the movies. Each movie follows the same sequence. The TV shows are better in his opinion. That's from our friend Mike. We got a eh, another eh, a yeah. lot of emojis. We have a terrible stinker. Oh, it's not just DC, man. And then our friend Alex wrote, it's becoming too formulaic and the writing needs to mature with its audience. TV shows in general feel like fast food and I feel like all the money involved is making folks scared to take creative chances. That's fair. That's yeah. a solid answer, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I agree. You know, yeah. it's where we kind of sit right now. I, everything is either good or <laughs> terrible. Yeah. You know, there's like no, no, nothing in the past two years or so kind of like really blew me yeah. away or any of us away ever since um, that game yeah you know so it all ended there yeah literally but if you guys want to participate in fan feedback friday it is super easy you go to our facebook page the multiverse Fancast, every friday between 8 a.m eastern standard time and 9 a.m eastern standard time there will be a fan feedback friday question there just set your answer and we will do our best to respond to it on air during our next recording if you guys are like what you hear and you want to hear some more, you can check us out on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Type in the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction. You'll find some of our stuff, our material, or other shows. If you go to our website, themisfitfaction.com, you'll find links to all of our shows, including some of our friends and, of course, our news reviews, articles, and merch store. Beautiful job, buddy. Thanks. I struggled. Yeah, so that's going to wrap us up for this episode. You can see us. In a bit. Just kidding. I wanted to throw Paul off with that. Why? I'm just going to hit stop at some point. (laughs) All right. We'll be back in the flash. Shazam. Ciao.